Radio 104.1. If you listened to last show, uh, you heard all about the spaghetti, and now Ken's got us all eating spaghetti. I got yep. some boiling up. Mike Curley, he's slurping it all down. James thinks he's better than us, so he's you know he's like, oh, I'll make an ugly oleo with a little black <laughs> chicken. From you know, scratch. Gotta, do it. Yeah. We'll stuff for prosciutto. His noodles. <laughs> He's making, making his noodles, noodles right, right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, mm. you know, man, why, why, why buy it from the store when all you need is a little flour, water, egg, and seven hours? You know, <laughs> like, let's just make this noodle. Oh. I'm joined in virtual studios with my comedy homeboys, Mr. James Young, Mike, what Brady, up? Ken Miller, and Jeff Kaufman. Guys, real quick question since we're on this path. Have you ever started watching a video to cook something and then got to the point where you're like, I'm out? Like, you know, like, they're just like, you're like, cool, man. I'm Ken, I know you was all into oxtails. So there's a lot of recipes for oxtails where they'll be like, first thing, you want to braise it the night before. You're like, out. Yeah. Out. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to braise. Yeah. I'm not, not braising. <laughs> Miguel, once not they braised. say, once they say preheat oven, I'm like, this sounds technical. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's is open till one, right? Wendy's is open till one. All right. Nah. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you guys, anytime they're like, this is going to need to marinate overnight. I'm like, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, don't, I don't have a problem with them telling me to prep. It's when they decide they're like the flash when they're throwing ingredients in. Foo, foo. Yeah. You know, and they, you don't know how much it is. They, they, they do like 10 ingredients in like 10 seconds. I'm like, yeah. Can't they? Are they too cheap to put like words up to the right so I can like uh, slow this down? Oh, the best. No, no. Yeah, yeah. That's like how the TikTok they, recipes they... are, Jeff. You, oh, they yeah. they they're quick now. If you do the taste, Tasty takes their time, but TikTok recipe, you, I'm like, bro, I'm going, and you can't go back. You have to watch it all the way in. <laughs> you have to hey. keep watching the videos. If you miss something, you you missed it, and you got to mm-hmm. wait till so it comes back we, around. Mm-hmm. We're grown, yeah. man. We're not gonna. We, 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 we don't have to judge each other anymore. Let's, let me talk about my favorite cookie. If you guys have a favorite cookie thing, let me know. I like Binging with Babish. Have you guys ever watched Binging with Babish? No. Nah. Get a chance on YouTube. Watch Binging with Babish. Dude is cool. He basically will make dishes from TV shows that he sees them talking about on a TV show. So you watch it. Let's say you watch an episode of Martin and they're talking about uh, some curry oxtail. He's like, if you watch the episode of Martin when they were talking about curry oxtail. And then what he does is he makes it the way they might have made it on the show. Then he goes ahead and makes it the way he thinks is the best way to make it. But it's just his hands, just the cooking table, just getting it done, real chill voice, real fun and cool. And usually the videos are like six or seven minutes long. And uh, that's my dude to go to for cooking, man. And then he has a show called Basics with Babbage. Same same idea, except now he's teaching you basic cooking things, uh, like basic dishes you should know. But if Mm -hmm. you want a good cooking show, Watch binging with Babish or basic with Babish because he knows you're not like he'll be like, uh, you know, for this recipe, they said that we're gonna need to braise this and set it aside for four hours, but I know none of you guys are gonna do that. So let me show you what you can do in 15 minutes and like he'll <laughs> knock it out just like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And then I actually like, go ahead, I'm sorry, brother. No, he'll just be like, uh, and in the comment sections too, if you skip any of the steps, don't go blaming me. He always tells them all the time because you know, people be like, I did everything except for you know. Uh, add the arugula black pepper baronade, but it tasted different. You yeah. know, like he's real on it. <laughs> Dude, I actually wanted to start like some kind of cooking show, like a short, you simple should. thing where I'm not doing something that's complicated or involved, but I wanted to give people who wanted to actually have good food at home some sort of type of cuisine where they didn't want to spend an arm and a leg. And I wanted to yeah. give them quick cooking tips on how they can do certain things, take little shortcuts to make good food. Like one of my hacks I use with my kids is when I'm making French toast, I'll go out and actually get Texas toast. I mean, not everybody buys that, but you can get it at your local grocery at Walmart for 99 cents. And I'll actually make hazelnut French toast. 
I'll actually take Coffee Mate, the hazelnut creamer, and I'll actually add that to my milk mixture with egg, and it will actually flavor your French toast to taste like hazelnut. It's just a simple, easy way to D's make something. Or the, use the D's creamer? D's I didn't ask. I saw That's the why face. I made that face. The face leave. No, the, the face. I knew what leave. you were doing. I was nah. like, you got I was it. Like, you got it. Radio show's but, done. I, I beat now, it. Now, see, what would be cool is if you went to the dollar store and goes, I'm going to cook a gourmet dinner for $15 from everything I can get from the dollar store. Now, I'd like to see that happen. Okay. That would be okay. cool. It's just, it's just airheads. It's just airheads. <laughs> but, but, James, you work for a whole a, a, a studio. You don't, you don't think they would do a cooking show? You're 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 a chef. You could you could pull that off. You ever talk to him Absolutely. about it? Absolutely. But to do a cooking show, you need a test kitchen. You need an actual production mm -hmm. kitchen to do that. You need to you need to cook the stuff. You got to there's, yeah, all, there's like yeah, five yeah, hours that goes into that. Trust me, yeah. we do a cooking segment once a month with a celebrity chef, Chef Amadeus. Shout out to him. And just to make it work for an eight minute segment, it's a lot of setup. But if you're doing a cooking show, you need a production kitchen, one where cameras are set up in that kitchen you can actually produce food from. So yes, Ken, definitely thought you about need it. You need to do a show called Cooking with Ken, and every day it's just oxtail. Oxtails, Today we're gonna get oxtails. They're like, Tune hey, tomorrow, man. I'll teach you how to make some oxtails. <laughs> hey, but hey, but when they show the table, I got like pork chop and stuff. Like, yeah. yo, guess what we're making? Oxtails. Oxtail. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a show with Mike. It's called Cooking with Mike. And he's like, all right, guys, first you're gonna need to get all your ingredients out. He whips out his phone, he goes to Uber Eats, he's like, done. Just sits down. <laughs> you know, funny enough, I've never used Uber Eats. Never. Really? Like I think I've the only food that should get this I think the only food that should get delivered is like pizza and Chinese. And Whoa, in my head, in you. my head, I go, yeah. if I drive to the fast food restaurant, that almost counts as exercise, so it crosses out anything mm -hmm. I might there pick you go. up. Got, you got yeah, but a lot of the stuff they serve you doesn't taste as good. Like, for example, if you try to do the Outback Bloomin' Onion, that no. thing comes in, it's like this wilted Coffee. thing, and they go, Well, yeah. you gotta yeah. rebake it. Shut yeah. up. It's it never gonna be yeah. well. Doesn't Never gonna well. you can't get yeah. you can't get anything fried to go. Nope. And then be like, what? What you know? Like, <laughs> like me, me and Mike, we like uh, a Gringos, Gringos Locals tacos, yeah. and we used to want to try to get it when we worked in Winter Park. You know, we go downtown to pick it up. It doesn't travel well. You pick it up, and it just tastes like garbage by the time you get there. And, I and, know you can't yeah. see Mr. Ken Miller, but he's making faces because yeah. he doesn't like Gringos Locos. He likes Chipotle because Ooh, he's baby, Republican. Tip me the goat. Ken likes Chipotle because he hates flavor. That's how that yeah. goes. Uh, wow. But Miguel, it's the same. It's the same way with like Wendy's. Like Wendy's, believe it or not, has a pretty decent hamburger as far as fast really food. Really good hamburger. But really good you hamburger. need to yeah. you need to eat it there. in the restaurant. You need to order yeah. it and get it out of that foil as quick as you can because once you're in the car and you go driving, that foil keeps cooking in. Time yeah. out, Michael Jeff Kaufman. I know you didn't make a face towards Wendy's, bro. Hey, hey, I'm uppity. I got best burgers Ooh. on lockdown, bro. You know? My girl Beth, my girl Beth has five places, and, and you know what she says? She, she goes, "All it took was one woman to beat five guys." I mean, my my girl Beth has that stuff down, man. Spicy, spicy. Yeah. I, don't, I like it. I, I like I've it a lot. Had a best burger is, is, is the bomb. It's great. They used to be the best right by. You used to be right next to Gringos, Gringos there. Yeah. Yep. And then there was a Chinese oh, yeah, restaurant yeah, there for a little like, bit. Do you guys remember yeah. the Chinese restaurant? 
Yeah, yeah, it yeah was that, that place was, was a lot crap. of places over the years. It was a sub like place a, for a while. Yeah. I think it is right now. I feel like a Philly cheesesteak place. Yeah. What happened yeah. was yeah. they cranked they cranked the rent up on her, and she was like, "I'm not paying this." You know, kind of yeah. like Wahlburger said, "We're going to be able to kill it," and they're gone. Yep. Man, I was at Wahlburgers. I was at Wahlburgers when that dude got shot across the street from it. I was in there talking to him about being a. Uh, uh, doing sales with us, and they were like, "Yeah." And then that dude got shot at the Bohem, and uh, I guess he had come. He had come from the Wahlburg. Anyway, I got the Wahlburgers to go talk to them about doing some ads with us, and there were all these police talking to him, and they were like, "Oh, it's 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 not a really good time." And I was like, "Okay." And then one of the cooks was in there just talking. And he was like, "I ain't gonna work nowhere where people shoot at people." And I was like, "All right, all right." <laughs> yeah. I love when the staff, when the right, staff keeps right. it real and management and management's trying to fake up. Management's like, "Hey guys, uh, we had to close the kitchen real quick. You know, the hood shut off." And you hear one cook go, "We have another fire in this place, and I'm quitting. I'm quitting, okay?" <laughs> Yo, I love that sloppy Joe at Wahlburgers. They had a sloppy Joe sandwich. Yeah. It was so good, bro. I, I, I love the one with the government cheese on it, man. It was oh, like the yeah. one that was called like the Donnie or something. It had the melted government cheese on it. Yeah, and man. It was so good. To melt government cheese, you have to reach a temperature close to the sun. So yeah. once you Pretty get much. to that, and it much. melts, though, it melts yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had Did best you... burgers in a minute. I, used, I We would get best burgers before we went to the other bar so then I can get drunk. I wouldn't yeah. get yeah. drunk because I got the burger sitting in me. Yeah, I had, yeah, and they had the French fries were amazing. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's science. a serious. But I mean, what would you think if you said, "What is the best burger in Orlando? The best burger?" Uh, mm. Junior Columbia Burger. Yeah, oh, oh, Columbia Burger. Over by Junior Universal, Columbia right? Burger. With the pineapple there's and everything on it. Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. favorite. And I, and, I haven't and made it I'm over there yet. People telling me there's other burgers that are better. It's just Junior Columbia Burger is my favorite burger. Yeah. Now tell Dude, people what comes on a burger like that, Miguel, because they don't know. A Junior Columbia burger is it, 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 it's fresh USDA ground beef, uh, slice of serrano ham that's just lightly like like dropped on a grill on both sides. Uh, uh, you can get it with a hot dog, like a hot dog, fried hot dog on top of it. But serrano ham burger, machango cheese, uh, potato sticks, uh, corn. It's got like a fresh corn on top of it. Uh, onion. Lettuce, tomato on this really just I don't know what the bun is. It's not a bun I'm used to. And then uh, it has a it has a, a salsa verde made with jalapenos, a pineapple salsa, and a cilantro garlic salsa on it. And it's, it's just a, dank. It's a meal. It's, it's a different. Place. Yeah, it's a meal. It's a meal. But I it's understand. A meal. Like I, it's my favorite burger. But I also understand if people say another burger because I get it. It's not like an everyday burger. It's not like the burger I'm thinking like better than my backyard grilled burger you know like mm-hmm. so beth's is pretty dope i like beth's a lot too i, like I definitely beth's. think five guys has got a good burger but the, the fry situation just throws me off i gotta yeah. ask other people i love their fries fries yeah. yeah but i just gotta ask other people in line if they want fries too yeah. so i split them with them because they just you like let me get a small fry and, and that's sure and, and, that's coming, <laughs> and that's coming from a fellow fat guy i'm with you like yeah, damn I can't that's a lot of fries, fries. a lot of, a lot of yeah. fries What's, let me ask you guys this. What's a fast food restaurant we don't have here that you wish we did? And I'll start off, and, and Ken's going to know. I got it. And James going to know. Biscuitville. Woo! I wish we had Biscuitville here, Woo! man. We had that in North Carolina, and me and James still talking about it, man. We do. We talk about it all I, the show. I, They used to have Bojangles on every corner. Oh, talking to me and Ken's heart. And yeah, I like the Cajun chicken filet sandwich with the paprika fries and the yes, and the sir. cherry drink they had. What they yeah, call that? Bojangles yes, is coming back. Cherry wine. Cherry wine. Cherry wine. Yeah. yeah. 
Bro, Bojangles is my spot. We would, yeah. Me and Miguel, as two fat kids, would mm-hmm. drive to South Carolina to do shows, and we would be sitting there bopping along, getting happy, because we'd get closer. Bojangles, closer. Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. would not eat. Jeff, we would not eat when we left, because we knew once we got into Georgia, every four rest stops, there was a Bojangles. Bojangles. We'd hit them yeah. up. Bro, chicken biscuit all chicken day. Chicken biscuit all day. <laughs> they they oh, don't say weekly, but they're open opening fifteen new Bojangles back here after six years of being gone. The closest one too was is in Jacksonville. And, oh, there was uh, a, I found out there's a Fazoli's in here still in Florida. That yeah, they have my mind. Who's close to Gainesville or Jacksonville? Gainesville. Gainesville. Okay, we didn't. Yeah, everybody, okay, so get in the car. I'm coming to pick y'all up. Hour and, <laughs> hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah, I know that because my son goes to school in UF, yeah. and bro, every time I go visit him, I hit up. Yeah, that's a long line too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my favorite one was the one that used to be by the Why Not Lounge because I would oh, go there right God, before the yes. Why Not Lounge, yeah. eat up. So when I bombed, at least I was full. That's and right. Just be like, all right, I'm going to my feelings man. again. Eat them up. <laughs> eat them up. <laughs> now, now, best burger for me. Um, Actually, for me, because I come from Tallahassee, is Whataburger. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Whataburger. Ooh, yeah. That, that was like that was like I lost a bet. That was place was open late at night, and we'd be like going, "What?" Because we used to say we took a water blank after you eat a Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still like yeah. it, man. I still like it. All right. What about this, you, Mr. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, best burger. It, this is really inconvenient to get to, and I uh, just bring it up again. Atlantis Resort, Bahamas. There's a restaurant called Olives. Get in the car. It is so good. <laughs> but here's the thing. I just Googled it. Apparently, this guy uh, has owned a, There's an Olives in Boston, New York, and he's at the Bellagio. He's got Olives oh out God. there, too. So this is one of those world-class chefs that just opens restaurants, probably makes all this amazing stuff, and probably feels offended that I go there, and the only thing I order is the burger, but it is perfect. It's the perfect burger, and it's worth going if you're ever there. Well, you guys, we got to go back. Uh, we got to go to commercial, but when we come back, we got a couple birthdays. One that I think is going to be special for me and Ken and James. You're listening to Real Laughs on Real Radio 104.1. What, what? What, what? Hey, if you're looking for adult entertainment, then why would you go anywhere else but Grandview Live? Grandview Live Gentlemen's Club is the elite adult club of Daytona Beach and Volusia County. They're located in the heart of Daytona in the Seabreeze Entertainment District. Now, they provide you guys with sexy live entertainment, not just for the gentlemen, but ladies love them too because they have everything the entire group would want for a great night on the town. They have four bars, two stages, VIP seating, full bottle service, and a nightly DJ who will keep the party going all night. So if you're looking for adult entertainment, Grandview Live is the place you want to be. And remember when you get there to let them know that Real Live sent you. Welcome back to Real Labs on Real Radio 104.1. I am your host, Miguel Jr. Joined in studio with James Yawn, Mike Hurley, Ken Miller, and back on the comedy scene, comic book artist, lawyer, and comedian Jeff Kaufman, our friend, who's getting back into the comedy game, and he's doing a great job. We're all proud of him. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about a special birthday, two special birthdays that actually mean a lot to me, that are celebrity birthdays. One of those birthdays is Frank Oz. Do you guys know who Frank Oz is? Yeah. Muppets. Yeah. Frank Muppets. 
Labyrinth, Jim Henson Studios. I was yeah. a huge Jim Henson Muppets. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so much Sesame Street, because I think you phase out of Sesame Street pretty quick. Like, you're into mm-hmm. it when you're little, and then, boom, once you really get into stuff, mm-hmm. you're getting into, like, the Muppets, the Muppet Show, the Muppets movies. Yeah. And Frank Oz was one of the puppeteers and voice artists. He did Miss Piggy, Ralph. Did he uh, do Yoda? Wasn't he the voice of Yoda? Yoda? I think Yeah, I think he was the voice of Yoda. He was in Ninja Turtles. Jump would know that. Winter in Ninja Turtles. And he was also the booking cop at the beginning of Blues Brothers. That's giving uh, John that's Belushi. Jim, that's that's, that's Frank, Frank Oz. Oz. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, it's his birthday today. What I was thinking about with Frank is I don't know if um, – I don't know. I, I don't have kids, you know, so I don't know what they're watching as much and stuff. But I don't know if they're blown away by practical effect puppets like we were. Just because the amount of special effects thrown into kids' worlds nowadays. I mean, even their video games are way more amazing than us. But, man, guys, when I tell you, I used to have uh, a VHS tape I recorded from HBO that was the making of Star Wars. And it had all three of the films. And I used to watch. I used to watch these puppeteers. And there was a point in my life that I I thought when I was a little kid, I was like, I want to get into this. I want to get into this. And then my mom got me a puppet. And it had a kit to, like, paint it and everything. And about two hours into it, I was like, I suck at this. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and, and, and that was it. But do you guys, you especially Mike, you have younger children, man. When they see something like a, a, an old Star Wars movie or something like that, is it still cool for them? Or are they still like, wow? Because I think a part of it is how dad feels about it, definitely. And if dad's into it, they're going to be into it. But, Mike, yeah. how is it with you and your kids? Yeah, you know, I I think I talked about, like, last summer, I got my kids into watching Back to the Future and, like, at first they feel like it's a little bit corny. Like, I'll show them the first one, and they're like, eh, you know, it's just, it doesn't, they're used to the Marvel movies now and everything like yeah. that. But I'll tell you, after we play the first one, they'll be like, is there another one? They think every movie from my childhood is a trilogy. Like, trilogy. we watched Goonies. <laughs> we watched Goonies last week. They're like, Dad, can we watch the next two? I'm like, that was it. They're like, why? I'm like, that is a solid question, son. Yeah. Do another- well, I know hey, we Dad, have Goonies, watch, too. Can we watch Mississippi Burning, too? Like right? I want to sure finish. I want to finish this one. <laughs> he, I got like, no, there's still a sequel. There was a sequel. Yeah. No, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they yeah. love it, man. They love it. James, yeah, no, no, my kids, my kids wasn't into. It. I, t- I took Julia to Star Wars, the original one, and she got about 15 minutes in and looked at me and goes. This is a long movie, Dada. I was like, oh, God. Aww. That's because she already Aww. watched Avenue Q with you in the theater. She was ahead of this stuff, you know? Yeah. She was like, yeah. I want to see puppets having AIDS, Dad. I don't want to <laughs> see this crap, okay? <laughs> go ahead, Miguel. No, 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 man. My, my, my question, James, is your kids now, they're older, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, when they were growing up, were there things you were able to share with them? or were, Absolutely. I know you before, yeah. And I did it on purpose. First of all, I just want to yeah. say Mu- the Muppet Show one of the best shows ever if you've never seen oh yeah for real man the monkey show was really entertaining i just want to say that because i grew up on them and i loved them still do but i will say uh when my kids were little i absolutely showed them comic books i showed them anime all the things that i love so i hope that they would love them too and turns out every single one of them watches those things so yeah absolutely man my kids love marvel movies um my kids read comic books they love anime all the things that i grew up on and the things that made me nerd out they they do the same thing now so that's the point of having kids so you can live on through them yeah and their organs 
Yes, you know, pretty like, much. And, yeah. great <laughs> and, and dude, your kids eat right. They don't drink or they don't smoke, bro. You have a stockpile of organs. I You're do. good to go, bro. I do. You're good do, to go. Man. I took my kids. I took my daughter. I really wanted to make a difference because I'm in comic books. And I introduced my daughter to like the classic artists who created, you know, like the guys who helped create X-Men, the guys who created Wolverine. I go, this is Herb Trimpey. And Herb was old. And he he was, he wrote, mm. you know, he drew hundreds of issues of Fantastic Four. He was the first mm -hmm. one to draw Wolverine. And I was like, I was mm -hmm. like, I want you to take a picture with him. She goes, who's this? Who is this? I said, someday, you know, it's going to be a cool picture for you to look at. And I, I think she gets it now, but, you know, she's 15, so I'm the devil. It's just the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. I so went I'm through that, devil. brother. Yeah. I, no, no, I went through no. that. I, I understand. It gets better. It, it really does get better. They when I was out. 15, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember just disagreeing with my parents on stuff that obviously made sense. Yeah. They'd be like, don't pull that do. out the oven. Yeah, don't put that out the oven without an oven mitt. And I'm like, I don't need no oven mitt. Oven mitt? Yo. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, mama, mama, where's the bird kit? Mama, where's the bird kit? Bird kit, yeah. It's right above the oven mitt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she grabbed hey, my phone another... the other day just to hear, just to see what music I was listening to so she could delete it off her own phone. I mean, yeah. that's Wow. Oh, Dad, listen to this? It's off. It's dead to me. That's yeah. one thing where there's a gray area with music with us. Like, all the the different rappers that are out now and they got these like slum dog whatever <laughs> i have no idea like the music they all sound like travis scott to me everybody sounds the same yeah. it sounds Every like this auto -tune voice. i'm like is, is that jack harlow or travis scott, scott. Like, yeah i'm like why do we need all of them yeah, well, we had nine members of Wu Tang, and they all sounded different. Why do we need all these dudes? But they sound I tell you this, man. I haven't listened to a lot of new rap, but J Cole dropped something. Woo! Oh yeah, we I talked was, about that. Yeah, like, it, I was so it was so good. Like I was working on my yard because you know I'm a yard dude now, and that's all yeah. I do because my yard just that goddamn dope. And okay. uh, right. well, and J Cole, it's only like. It's like a, it's a headliner set, bro. It's forty-seven yeah. minutes. Yeah, and yeah. I listen to it four times as I'm working on my yard, my front and backyard. Like it, it's so good. But I agree, man. Everybody sound like either everybody sounds like Travis Scott or everybody's trying to be nasally like Lil Wayne. Yeah. When we when yeah. we had rappers, our rappers all say you knew Chuck D was rapping, you knew Rakim yeah. was rapping, you knew Kane and, was and, rapping, you knew Big was is, rapping. We had whack rappers too. I'm not saying that. We just had variety in sound. Cause we had tons of whack rappers too, but our whack rappers like, entertained. They entertained I mean, you, Humpty, yeah. Humpty Hump was a whack rapper, but he entertained you, bro. Skilo <laughs> is whack, and his song still plays somewhere yeah. right now. I wish it's playing somewhere right now. Well, hey, that actually brings me to my second birthday and to a question I want to pose, especially to James and Ken, because I know they big hip hop heads like like eight me. and a half inches. Uh, <laughs> Dang, bro, I'm on it. That's I'm how much eight. you can take. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, James. You, you loosen up, man. Without a drink. Um, without a drink first. Yeah. Nah. So today it's the 48th birthday of a rapper who I'm actually a big fan of for no reason. There are some rappers who actually didn't do anything big that I'm just huge fans of. And this rapper that I'm a huge fan of turns 48 today, and that is Daz Dillinger. Now, y'all remember Daz. Daz, right? From the dog pound? Daz. Daz, yeah, yeah. Daz <laughs> yeah. never did anything specifically 
that should make him so memorable to me. More he cowbell. His head like, yeah, yeah, that's basically where he's at, Jeff. He had lines that he'd be like, ta-da. And I'm like, woo, Daz, yeah. that's fire. But I, I, are there rappers that you guys have that shouldn't be in your list of rappers you but, like, that you before, still love? Before we move on to Daz, I heard him and Corrupt Ghost wrote a lot of that early uh, Death Row. The Snoop album. Yeah, yeah and Snoop's heard, album, too, I heard. Yeah, yeah, I heard they wrote a lot of that. So I will and, shout that out. And Daz also up. produced a lot of yep. the Dog Pound yeah. album, too. That was his and, thing. He was more the producer and corrupt. And they get paid for it, though. Yeah, who I thought was a better rapper than Snoop. They they always made Snoop the, yeah, Snoop Corrupt was a New York dude. Corrupt was a rock yeah. rock him on the West Coast. From Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 And they always made it out to be Snoop to be the best rapper on that label, and it wasn't. Corrupt was the best rapper on that label. Like hands down the and best. Corrupt rapper. also had the best ad libs. Just when he's like, Dr. Dre, mother. It's like yo, you got no, killed it, yo. Yeah. <laughs> hey. But do you guys have a rapper hey. that, that didn't do anything big? That still is dear to your heart. Mike, who do you yeah. got, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I checked out like five minutes ago. This has been a screen image I put up while I went and made more pop. <laughs> I'm like, when you guys want to talk about 90s alt rock, I'll be back with you. So <laughs> like, have fun, guys. I wish you would too. step back from that ledge, my friend. Oh. Yeah, I would anybody that you... <laughs> anybody oh, yeah. that you've always been. Yeah, yeah. Chubb Rock. Okay, oh, somebody that had a couple oh. of songs, and I, I've seen Chuck Rock in concert. He actually made me mad in concert because he did a 45-minute set, and he ain't got but two songs. Yeah. And, and I was so mad because I really wanted to see Naughty by Nature do their whole set, but they couldn't because Chuck Rock went Chub too Rock. damn long. But Chuck Rock Chub would Rock be one of, them, one of them cats where I was just like, man... You know, just the two of us, or um, yeah, or uh, what was his what was his main song? What was Treat his main song? Right. Treat me right, like if it comes, on, right. yeah, if it comes on in the club now, I still dance to it. And he also was he had a uh, feature on the Brooklyn Dodgers Channel Zero. So yeah, shout out to him. Ooh, Ooh come on, Dodgers bro. track. Come on, that. man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was another group that I mean, they actually did a lot, but they didn't do too much. Y'all remember the boot camp click? James, yeah. you're a boot camp click. Yeah. Help the like, Skelter, come help on, man. Le Fleur, Le Fleur, Ashoshka. Yeah, Fab Five. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Man. Fab Five, man, yeah. yeah. All that comes on, and, I, and I'm arguing with people how dope it was. And uh, they're like, well, Ruck how and Rock, how many, man, yeah. Ruck and Rock, the Ruckness Monster, yeah. Yeah, man. Bruh, I'm old school. Daz had 17 solo studio albums? No. No, I thought I'm, he didn't I, have one. I, I can't even bruh, remember I, one. I'm on his Wikipedia right now. He has seven... He has 17 solo studio albums and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine collaboration albums. I know this little known fact that when Death Row fell apart in the uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, DMX had wanted to sign Daz to the Rough Riders. And that would have been great. Yeah. That would have done great. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, it would have, man. I'm going to say for me, if you ask me who about a rapper that is not big, but just a great lyricist, and I always love all his projects. Exhibit. Yeah, Exhibit's great. Yeah, Exhibit, yeah. He man, did a lot with West the alcoholics. He did. Let me ask. Let me ask you this though, Mike. Is there a rap song that you uh, that's almost like this is a dumb way of putting it, but it's like almost like a rap song that that that, that it doesn't matter what playlist you're making, that one you want it on there because you just vibe to it. You know, like if you, it just it's part of the Mike Hurley he mood and you dig it. You know, you know, here's here's the really funny thing with like me and hip hop and rap. Like, 
I was right around nine or ten when Run DMC, Beastie Boys, and the Fat Boys came out. And I had all their cassettes. I loved their stuff. It was so much fun. I'm not a singer. Yeah. It was stuff I could sing along to and not feel like I was horrible yeah. at it. But it, it's it's funny now because I think about it. Right about then was the last time me and my older brother actually got along. And then he became this big hip-hop head. And I think I started hating that type of music just because I associate with him. Uh, yeah. So, like, I still love Beastie Boys and Run DMC and stuff like the old classic 80s yeah. stuff. And then it's going to sound really stereotypical, but I didn't listen to any hip-hop or rap or anything until, uh, you know, I got into high school. And uh, what was it? I, it became more of, like, the singing and rapping. Like, yeah, Nate, yeah. Nate Dogg and Warren Nate G, like, regular. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, love that. Oh, you know? yeah, that's and, a great that was song. That's, that's and then a good it, era, bro. It, yeah, it yeah. kind of brought it back to a new something for me. And then it's going to sound really weird, but, you know... Eminem came out right when I was going through some stuff in my life. And I'm like, I agree yeah. with every word of this. So yeah, yeah. no, that happens. The man. white guy likes Eminem, but yeah, I'm a big fan. Re so real quick too to say, Mike, something you brought up, the run DMC fat boys, beastie boys. That was a good bridge of rap because there's dudes who didn't ever really wouldn't have ever been hip hop fans. They weren't going to listen to NWA. They weren't going to listen to, to Chuck D and they weren't going to listen to big daddy Kane, but that rock out vibe that the Beastie Boys and Run DMC had really bridged the gap for guys. And, and there's a lot of people I know who that's the only rap that they ever listened to, but they were hardcore fans of that because of what Beastie Boys, Run DMC, and like Fat Boys were able to do. But hey, we got to go to break. When we come back, uh, I want to hit Mr. Kaufman up with a couple comic book questions. You're listening to Real Last on Real Radio 1041. Hey, if you're looking for adult entertainment, then why would you go anywhere else but Grandview Live? Grandview Live Gentlemen's Club is the elite adult club of Daytona Beach and Volusia County. They're located in the heart of Daytona in the Seabreeze Entertainment District. Now, they provide you guys with sexy live entertainment, not just for the gentlemen, but ladies love them too because they have everything the entire group would want for a great night on the town. They have four bars, two stages, VIP seating, full bottle service, and a nightly DJ who will keep the party going all night. So if you're looking for adult entertainment, Grandview Live is the place you want to be. And remember when you get there to let them know that Real Live sent you. Welcome back to Real Laughs on Real Radio 104.1. I am your host, Miguel Colon Jr. Joining the studio with Ken Miller, James Young, Mike Hurley, and Jeff Kaufman. Jeff, I actually wanted to talk to you about this because the cons are coming back. Like, I've been getting the Woo! emails and stuff for them that Megacon's coming back, all the big comic book cons are coming back. And, Jeff, you're an established comic book writer. And uh, in the break, you mentioned something that I don't think a lot of people think about. You went about two years without being able to do these cons because of the times they overlapped in between with COVID and stuff. And that's that's huge for your industry, for your passion. And to not be able to do these cons, uh, like, what was that like? It's still fun, man. I Last comic book convention I did was New York Comic Con 2019. And then it all hit. Every Everything went bad. Everything went dark. And as a comic book writer, you're used to seeing people all over the world. I mean, you go to uh, Atlanta, New York, uh, California, sometimes Asia, and you know, you're so used to seeing your people and, and being able to write stuff and meet, see all your friends because artists and writers are on different parts of the continent. 
and you don't get to see your friends for two years either. So the first time I'll be able to get back into a convention will be Megacon in Orlando in August. And I can't wait to see all my buddies and all my friends who I haven't seen in two years. Sad days. And then comes Dragon Con in Atlanta and then New York Comic Con in October. So I'm really looking forward to it. Jeff, how many, how many books have you written, though, like all together? Because I, I, uh, I know Jolly Jane was the, the last one that we were talking about a while ago. Uh, but I know you've written tons of books be- besides that. Yeah. Like, I how wrote many have you done? 40 single issue comic books, 15 graphic novels, and one children's book. So, yeah. What's the wow. difference between a graphic novel? Is it a one-off thing, or, or how does that work? Well, there, it's, I'm not going to get too geeky with it, but basically yeah. a graphic novel geeky, is a big geeky, comic book. Okay. It's, basically, a graphic novel is a big comic book. It's anywhere from like 80 pages to 180 pages. So a lot of the stuff you see now – some of the stuff they call a trade paperback is when you take uh, comic books that have already been written and put it into a graph, make it a big comic book. But yeah, I've, I've written those before. Yeah, like a series that's all put together yeah. now as one thing. Collective yeah, like the first book, the first graphic novel I did was called Terminal Alice about five female contract killers, Alex, Laura, Lena, Karen, Eve. And it sold real well and people loved it and they wanted a sequel. But I wasn't about doing sequels because I wanted to create, I had all these great ideas. So the next book I did was called Horror. And it was about a guy who does anything for money, and that really pissed dude, people right off. On the cover? Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I actually, I actually, when I was looking at your site one time, I saw that, and I was like, balls. Right well, you, you want you want balls? Yeah. Stand in the middle of San Diego Comic Con with a twelve foot banner of this cover with the title "Whore," and this guy sitting on like three naked women as a chair. I mean that that was that was fun. That was a, that was a long year on the road, but it, it, people loved it, so I was I was happy. Louis C.K. bought tons of them, you know. He was like, "This is great." <laughs> now you, uh, like, so when you go to just these, just me cons, and you, just me and you. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to, when you go to these con, when you go to these cons, Jeff, and you're, uh, are you ever, are you approached by people who are like pitching to you their ideas? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I got this idea, and and it's it's about zombies and vampires, you know, and and I think somebody stole my story. I think The Walking Dead. I think that guy they stole my story because I had the idea of zombies in a city. And you're going, you going, listen, did you did you write anything? And they go, well, no. So did so I guess he I guess he figured it out by reading your mind. Well, yeah, but yeah. but I had the idea, and you're going, dude. You know, you got to put the effort forward. You got to go. That's do how something. people come to you with jokes, though. They're like, I got this joke, man. You should make yeah. a joke about uh, Corvettes. So what's up? <laughs> I was in the middle of a panel and I do these panels for like three to 500 people and they get up and it's me alone standing there with a headset telling people what to do and how to get into it. And this one guy goes, I had this great story. It's about tennis. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So, so what's it about? Well, this guy plays tennis. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sure there's a market for it, man. You know, <laughs> it, could, it could work. There's some like, ha- there's some hack dude with a pen and paper. He's like tennis, tennis, book tennis gold. would be good. Gold, yeah. I love tennis, it. I tennis love is it. good. And you wrote that comic, and it had the black girl in it. Why did it have a black girl in it? Um, I. Oh, I was, you were doing Southern Comic Cons, huh? I was doing. <laughs> I, I've been called out at conventions because they said, "Listen, you're white, and you wrote this black character." And I'll look at them. I'll say, "Hey, I got bad news. That shirt you're wearing, the Black Panther, that was written by two Jews. You're gonna have to get over yeah. it someday, man." Yeah. You know, it was actually Black, black Panther scene. Uh, it was. He worked, it, he, he worked yeah. at a bagel shop with, with his brother Mordecai. Hey, hey, and don't then, laugh. Uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby are the ones who created Black Panther six months before the Black Panther movement, and after that, they tried to change the name to Black Leopard, 
And like a year of that, they go, no, we're going back to Black Panther. It's a cooler, cooler design. Yeah, Stanley way cooler like name. Yeah. He was shacking up with some cool black chick back in the day. And she was like, hey, listen, baby, uh, my brother Huey, he got this thing going on called a Black Panther. He's like, that sounds good for a comic. That'll never work for an organization. You know? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me drop you back off at 101st Street, but I ain't going any further. You know, <laughs> yeah, people are serious. People get serious. They come up to you to get offended. They don't even know why they're offended. They're like, I, that book offends me. Did you read it? No, I just don't like the cover. All right. Well, <laughs> to tell you, how about you read it and then get back and yell at me? And, you know, they did, too. They'd come back and yell at you, you know. But it, it's like, a hey man, I read it. They're like, I'm offended now by some other stuff. This is weak. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, people always get mad at you. There's either, hey, how much nudity is in this book? And I'm going, well, there's no nudity. Then they'll put it back and walk away. I'm like, oh, I feel like sorry, they show man. up wow. with like a, like a trench coat on. Hey, how much nudity is in this? None? Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to get another one. What about and if you know if you want to sell the books, if you want to sell a bunch of books, you do what you call limited edition nude cover. And it's just like the, you get an artist to draw this nude version of your character, and people will spend 200 bucks for a single issue of that book. And it's the same thing on the inside. It's just a different cover, and you'll sell 10 of those and make like $1,000 in comparison to like 50 of the regular editions, and you don't even get close. Yeah. Oh. Basically, just, you just got to have an OnlyFans for comic books and yeah. just be like, hey, I, man. I just, I just read it for the articles. Hey, uh, did you guys happen to uh, – See the Army of the Dead with Dave Bautista on Netflix. No, but I'm here, I'm here. I apologize, I apologize for seeing it. I don't. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not a zombie guy. Like I never got caught up in The Walking Dead. That's not my like genre that I'm interested in. But I want to see this movie so bad now because I hear they had Chris D'Elia in it, and yep. Chris D'Elia got caught up in the scandal. Yep. So they pulled him out. They had already filmed everything. They pulled him out and they put in Tig Notaro, but she did the whole movie. Whole movie via green screen. Like she never got yeah. to Dave Bautista's like, I never even met her. I, you know, she does great in the movie, but they were never in a shot together. They filmed every scene by her on the green screen. Now I want to see the movie, just see how that plays out. And Zack Snyder said that there's a zombie tiger or something like that in the movie that cost more to do than putting Tig Notaro in the green screen of Chris wow. D'Elia. Yeah, it was, I saw. I have to watch it for the nerdy news tomorrow morning. Yeah, but I watched it, and I'm not no spoilers. Um, don't be looking too much. <laughs> yeah. you know it's not it's not something that you're gonna go. Wow, not this is seamless. Yeah, no. you know it's funny. I'm like, how do we have the technology to do that? And then I remind myself, I'm like, Rocket Raccoon was never on set either. Yeah. I know, yeah, it, I know. It seamlessly, I'm like, oh yeah, him and Drax are hanging out. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy though too, because I just don't know. That when I think of a performance that's going to be played by Chris D'Elia, that I would think, yo, you know who's going to do that performance? It, it, let's get Tig Notaro. Like, mm -hmm. I just don't see them on the same spectrum of, of anything. Well, that's, that's their way of making up for it, okay? They yeah. go, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. take this bluster and replace them with her. 180 this direction. Yeah. yeah. We're just, oh. They're just like, oh, listen, man, we got, somebody's going to, they're going to get somebody to like, uh, uh, do say some racist stuff on set, and they're just gonna be like, "We're actually just going to put Dick Gregory in this role uh, by a CGI." <laughs> Army of the Dead currently at six point one out of ten on IMDb, seventy one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty high for Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes is always just weird, man. And uh, fifty seven percent at Metacritic. So according to these, not the worst movie seen on Netflix this year, but not the greatest either. No, no. What, no, you, I, what movie, movie? Speaking what of movie, James. Yeah, I I saw Spiral. I know. I know. 
and what did you think of Chris I, Rock? Wait, what did you see? I actually thought it was good. I I didn't no, trip. No, 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 no. I didn't say yeah. the movie. I no, said, I thought his performance was good. I liked Chris it. Chris Rock I, was I, good he, in Spiral. You liked it? Bro, he had comedy. He had comedy and he got serious. He was comedy. He was he was Chris Rock and then he was um, you know, Pookie when Pookie got clean. <laughs> I, 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 I had no issue with it, bro. I actually had no issue with it. But okay. I will say this, James. Okay. okay. The first five minutes, why did he do a monologue? I told you that. <laughs> I told you. I told you. He was that. testing out his type five. He had a type five for the comic And it's a good five. It's actually a really good joke. It's a really good joke. I'm like, I tell my wife, I was like, is he doing a monologue? Like, <laughs> yes, he did a because he, he wrote write, the movie, he wrote and directed it. He can do what he wants to do. Chris Rock yeah. did a tight five up front. He did a tight five, and it was <laughs> a good five too. It was actually funny. Yeah, 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 wonder, yeah, yeah. wonder when people getting sawed in half. Yeah, it, it, like, it, it, who's it, out it, here getting sawed in half? Yeah, <laughs> it would have worked at Tin Roof. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find yeah. out. Louis C.K. Yeah. wrote the first half of it. <laughs> Yo, hey, Mike said that wouldn't have worked at Tin Roof, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, a crappy performance from now on. Yeah, I, I tend roof that one. You know, yeah, I, think yeah, I, yeah, I used to. I, it, everybody has a performance where they're just riding home and they're like, "I could do other things besides comedy. I'm smart." Yeah, yeah. you know, you know like what? yeah, Home Depot's hiring. Yeah, sanitation yeah, yeah. doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, I should look yeah. into that AC refrigeration class over at Valencia. <laughs> yeah, welder, welding. Yeah, I tell nah, you, that used to be my ride home. My ride home every time from Homosassa. I would just try, and every time I had homosasa, because Ken doesn't do homosasa back in the day. I so was I just telling Jeff that during the break. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, man, we were talking about the whole military thing and how people like you know always question your military. Like you went in the military, yeah. and I was doing homosasa slash Crystal River slash High Octane Saloon, and I do the joke about being in the military, and the guy walks up and snatches his dog tags off and throws them at me. He's like, "You weren't in the military. Where's your dog tags?" And I'm like. At who home, my shadow box. Like, like, who still wears the dog tag, bro? You ain't play high school football, dog. Let me see your cleats right now. <laughs> Let me see your cleats if you played ball. And, and that was my last wow. show there. I'll tell you, man. Ken, I'm always going to believe you're in the military, especially the older you get, because you're looking like you're right out of glory now. You look like that gray in that beard. <laughs> Yo, Morgan Freeman over there yelling at Denzel to come on back and fight for the man, because this is how we earn our freedom. Shoes, sir. No one well, knows the animals do my too. A fox and a zebra and a kangaroo. <laughs> oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, can I be back with Roderick and be like, I'm one of the good ones. Follow me. No, you get to be Carrie. No, you get to be Carrie Ellis because you're that badass. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what do you yeah. say? Yeah. I got my rifle in one hand and the good book in the, the book other. book in the other. You just stand there, one hand up. Getting whipped with the teardrop. Yeah. Everybody remembers that scene, and, and oh. that was before Denzel was a name, you know. Yeah. yeah. And that Denzel getting whipped scene. I mean, me and racist people rewind that over and over again <laughs> for different reasons. Yeah. For different you know what's reasons. funny? Though? Even in that movie, Denzel was still the Denzel that we all know. Like he, even that young, he was still like, "All right, yeah. there's a there's I'll a line." Okay. He's like, "Officer okay. Hyde." 
you say okay. you say you wanna you wanna you wanna whip me? All right, all right. Oh, oh, all no. Right. Oh, no, no, <laughs> And Morgan right. Freeman, mind you, this that movie was 1987. Morgan Freeman was 89 years old. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, hey guys, we got his veil is the same. Like from yeah. from from a soldier story till now. Oh, that was yeah. a great movie. Soldier that was story, one of my top five favorite That's movies of all movie. time, bro. Yeah. Hey guys, we gotta we gotta wrap it up though, man. We gotta go. Uh, Mike Hurley, you're gonna be hanging out with the family this week. Ken Miller, yeah, but Thursday I'm gonna be over at Beaumont hosting the open mic over oh, on uh, Magnolia. James, yeah. where you gonna be at this week? I'm not gonna be anywhere on the weekend, but Thursday I'm gonna be at Noah James's graduation from high school. Ow! That's what's up, guys. June 5th I'm gonna be at the Melon Patch Players Theater at Sanford uh, with you- Devin Siegewald and Morgan Gallo. That's at 8 p.m. June 5th. I'll remind you guys later. Jeff Kaufman, always a blast to have you on the show. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to Real Laughs. What up, everybody? It's James John from Real Laughs on 104.1. Now, we know how hard it was during the pandemic for people working and losing their job, especially if you worked in the hair and beauty industry. But right now, Rock Paper Scissors Salon is hiring in three Central Florida locations, Altamont, Lake Mary, and Oviedo. This place has set schedules, are open seven days a week, and they're also offering sign-on bonuses if you get hired now, up to $300. So if you have any skills or experience in management, you need to apply. If you're a hairstylist of all levels of experience, you need to apply. Blow-dry stylist, you need to apply. Receptionist, you need to do it right now. All you need to do to join the Rock, Paper, Scissors team is text 407-484-2911 to apply. Rock, Paper, Scissors Salon. When you get there, you tell them that Real Life sent you.